I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. Sniff. Sniff. You always say things of like, just before we like clap, you like reference something, and then we've got to explain <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I think it makes for a good intro, I guess. I don't know. True. It's better than saying not much. Not much. Yeah, that's true. That's a reference to yeah. last week, right? <laughs> yeah. Always references to everything. I got, I got, I do that. I think I do that a lot. I've got a lot of like, yeah, ta- tangent. Our podcast is actually really deep. It's kind of like Arrested Development, and the more you listen to it, the more you'll pick up on. Yep, yep. I never, I never uh, stuck with that, but I definitely watched the original series okay. you know, several years ago. I, I've watched that show like tens of times, and even watching it again, I'll still pick up new layers of oh yeah stuff. It's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I love that kind of onion kind mm. of you know banter and wit and stuff yeah i mean there's always something you kind of pick up on in those types of things which is great yeah so no i said sniff because i'm again everyone's like it's all it's like a petri dish around here it's like izzy will get sick and then it holds off for a couple days and then we get sick and it's just like ugh. yeah so i've got the sniffles i had them the other day and it's like (laughs) that whole thing now like i was out and i needed to sneeze and i'm like Oh God, don't sneeze, don't sneeze. I'm going to get like kicked out of oh, a yeah. building. <laughs> Where was I the other day? And then I realized, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I, so, my, I went to the, the vet the other day. My dog is fine, but I had to go to the vet. And she said that the new thing is you used to have to sneeze to cover a fart. And now you have to fart to cover a sneeze. <laughs> it's a different, a different world. Now. Yep. So... It kind of sucks that I'm sick because I'm trying to have like a clear head. I'm trying to add this feature to Laravel 9 before release, which this will probably, uh, you'll be listening to this probably on release day of, of Laravel 9. So, but I've got a couple more days to try to get this in. But I'm trying to add like order by, like a default order by to models. Okay. So you can actually, there's like just a property order by and you're able to plug in like columns and directions all the normal stuff you ah nice but just at a default instead of having to like you know add the static boot method call global you know yeah. scope add a add an order buyer however you might want to implement that like instead of like the 40 lines of code that that would take it's just a property now that's cool I put out an initial pr for it um using scopes because i think that's the most common way to do it but got some feedback on just like how that might not play well with like the expansive you know laravel package community and Mm. just all the other stuff within laravel so taylor and i were kind of chatting about it and um you know he was like if we can kind of get this lower into like the build like the eloquent builder and like that layer where it's just kind of it's not a global scope that maybe a package could ins you know incidentally turn off or something so yeah because at the moment if you don't specify an order you just get it back in whatever the database decides to give it to you, which is typically like order of insertion, yeah, right? By the primary key. Yeah. yeah. But like Postgres, I think that order can get out of place. I can't remember in what circumstances. Like maybe if you edit a row, it actually kind of like pulls it forward. There's something weird with it, but yeah. Well, in learning like Builder, there is an explicit order by method that gets called at the end. 
so basically it'll add and sort by primary key if you don't specify ah, okay cool so that's just what laravel does gotcha. it's always primary key nice. order okay. if you haven't specified something else so that's kind of the point I'm, I'm having to learn like you know builder and the boundaries between eloquence builder and the query builder mm -hmm. and then like before it goes down to like the sql layer of course so like it's just where do i perfectly fit this in where you can you know add these default order buys but make it really seamless to yeah know, user land where it's still just that property yeah so now you've got so, my my shift brain thinking now because mm, yeah now like whenever new features come out i now i start to think like oh is there something we can automate or something that would you know we either could or mm -hmm. should automate but for this one i don't think there's any way we could like reliably i suppose if they were using a scope we could maybe do it <laughs> if they like took the scope that's like the number one answer on stack overflow like yeah we could probably <laughs> undo it but if you're writing like your own little closure or something like yeah I don't know. It, it's that's kind of the point there's like a hundred different ways you could write this and it's i remember i'm pretty sure this is in rails or it was in django or it was in another framework that i used where a model could have a you know default order by property you just said yeah you know, i actually by published at if you told me that it already did that like it already had that i would assume of course it does <laughs> exactly it feels very natural there Bell. so that's kind of why i wanted to add it and after a couple of rejections of, of PR ideas for Laravel 9, it's nice that this one seems like uh, it'll make it. So That's I'm just trying nice. to clear my head to kind of get that across the finish line. So again, since we'll all be in the future when you're listening to this, um, hopefully it got merged and is a cool new feature in Laravel 9 that you're hearing about at LayerCon Online. Yeah. So, but since we kind of wasted, not wasted, but since we kind of used our last episode to chit chat let's get down Wasted. to business <laughs> how dare you <laughs> whatever i never know who's listening it's like six people listening in the world we appreciate you we do we really do i still remember going to new york and having people i didn't know come up to me and like recognize me and say they listen to the podcast yeah and that was really cool feeling like it, it is fun to to know that you're helping and, and reaching people and i think it's cool yeah so but yes to, to, business, to business to business let's get down to business kick us off i know you're really wanting to put it in the last yes. episode so, so yeah I, I teased last episode about something that was fun and i hope this is fun for people that are listening because it was very very fun for for me and jmac so to give a bit of backstory we need to, we need to build it up though a little bit <laughs> yeah so to give a bit of backstory we, the way you would like test shift previously was very, very mocky and it yeah. was kind of low level mocky. So shift has to, one of the things that makes shift what, different from It's what most, the Laravel community would call spell checking. Spell checking, yeah. So one of the things that makes shift different from like most Laravel applications is that shift is doing a lot of on-disk operations. And a lot of that is using Unix things. So using like the find, command, grep, all these kind of Unix tools. And so previously when those commands would run, we'd have to mock that. So we'd have like a little shift facade where we could say that shift expects this command is going to be run or these files are going to be searched for. And then we can say that, you know, give it this, pretend that it received this. And 
it got a little bit kind of funny when sometimes like you'd be searching for contents within a file. It might be like a regex and you'd be like, yeah, it'll run this regex and it'll find these files. But the reality of it is that we can lie to the mocking engine. And that's the problem with mocking is that you can lie to it and it won't know. And your test will believe the lie and you'll test the lie. <laughs> it was a little too controlled was one aspect of it. And yes, all that mocking, like you... I mean, obviously, we were isolating the calls. We were saying this is going to get called with this, and those regexes we would we would often just copy and paste them because f- they are so massive. Sometimes we would just copy and paste them from the test to the implementation. So, like, because of all that control, you didn't know. Well, does grep actually support like back reference captures? Like- yeah, it's not PHP grep. It's like Unix grep. And if you're on a Mac, then you've got like BSD grep, which is slightly different and yeah. Than GNU grep, I should say. Yeah. We do control the environment of the workers, but that, that's kind of the point of of shift is it's it's very um, I'm trying to think. I, mean, I don't want to use the word polyglot, but like it, it just it uses a lot of different layers of you know the stack. It it it's not just PHP, right? Yeah. Um, there's some Perl scripts in there. There's yeah. There's Perl. There's uh, shell scripts. There's the the underlying system itself. To Jess's point, like there might be variations, of course, between you know the Linux environments. So we just or the Unix environments. So we just have to be like really mindful. Oh, we're you know this is on Alpine. You know this Docker image that we use runs Alpine. So we need to make sure that like that Alpine's grep is you know yeah it takes this option. It's not a capital R. It's a lowercase R or something. You know yeah. And so like. Although that does kind of make Shift a little bit different, the whole mocking thing, I have seen this before where I used to mock fairly heavily Mm -hmm. and would lie to the mocking engine or I would want to change the implementation slightly and I'd have to go and update the entire mock. And at like that point, like what's it actually giving you? Yeah. So it had been a bit of a pain point for quite a while, um, but we got by and we were able to write useful tests. It wasn't completely spell checky. It was just... The like the setup of your world, like the arrange act assert, the arrange was like sometimes like ten lines long. To oh, it was do. like eighty percent of the test case. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So we'd been toying with different ideas of how we could just improve it. Um, well, quickly though, I mean that that is another aspect of of what pushed us. Just kind of getting into the like the genesis of what of what pushed yeah. us into this. It wasn't only kind of all that mockiness. It was also no to the point that the setup like it was just we wanted to make sure things were tested especially when you came on board like a couple years back like we increased the coverage for new things that we wrote Mm -hmm. um so now i would say everything's super you know super tested you know probably starting with laravel 6 all of the tailwind shifts anything new that we've built like the ci generator and um what was the other one the pest converter like very heavily tested in in this mocking style, but to the point, it was it was really sucking up dev time. Like, so the whole thing of like, oh, you're gonna write the test, like it's gonna take you extra time. Like, that time's still totally totally worth it. Yeah. But it was kind of a fair point in this case because of all that like intricate mocking. Like the test often took you longer to write than the actual implementation. Yeah, and like one of the other big things was that due to the way we were like mocking what would be written to disk, if the implementation didn't write the same file that we were kind of asserting that would write, 
it would dump the whole file contents, but it doesn't give you that nice diff of like exactly which line is different yeah. just because that's the way like the, says, the mockery engine works. It's like expected you to call this and you called this. Yeah. Here was the expected thing you were supposed to do and it didn't happen. Yeah. Okay, these are like well, the arguments you pass, this yeah. massive string. Um, but there's other parts of PHP unit that will like give you, you know, line by line diff of like, you know, in this, yeah. plus this controller minus. plus minus, this one's was different than what we expected. And yeah. that was probably one of my main motivations to get that functioning yes. that way. <laughs> it would annoy me in the moment, but it drove you up the wall. <laughs> you were so mad about that. Yes. Especially when we were doing some of those composer like dependency checks, because like the nested array part would just be like bracket dot dot dot, you know? It'd yeah, like, it would oh, truncate I need it. To see that part. Yeah, I it'll need to it'll see that truncate part. it because it's so long. It's like, oh, you don't need to see this. I'm like, no, I do. <laughs> no, that's the part I need to see. Yeah. that's actually the part that the test failed on. Yeah. Could you let me know what it is? I feel like there's probably an opportunity to kind of get into mockery and and maybe attempt to somehow make that better because like True. they definitely have both sides. I I feel like maybe I don't know. They, but they should do. I guess they don't know when when you set up a, a mockery expectation and then a yeah. call fires. It doesn't know that the call that it fired that didn't have a mock for matches up mm-hmm. with the one that you expected. I think yes, yes, but I think there could be some opportunity to yeah even just say hey we expected this one here's one we got yeah. True. You know, I, I just think there's, I don't know, maybe there's some opportunity there is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I like how Laravel anyway. does that when you like get from the database yeah. and it's like, couldn't find the record, but here was, you know, three that are like it. Yeah, so, so yeah, I think just all these things started to, to add up where we were like, look, before, since we have this gap in the release cycle... You know, there was no release in, in uh, 2021, but we knew Laravel 9 was going to come in January. So I think once we, you know, what, probably late late December, kind of at the end of the year, we were just kind of doing some refactors, some chit-chat, and we were saying, like, That's the time. okay, what could this testing layer look like? Yeah. And we had some ideas. Yeah, I did, like, a proof of concept that kind of solved my issue. But it didn't solve the underlying problems of like mocking, having to like pass regexes to grep and all those sorts of things. It was definitely a better approach. I, so, so I think people that have been listening probably probably have heard this already. But shift itself is really just one large fa- facade. It's just shift. That's that's yeah. what it is. So think of carbon. You can you call hundreds of different methods on carbon for formatting, for date math, for all sorts of stuff. Right? It's just all carbon. You're not calling like date adder whatever it's all just carbon yeah and it's the same with shift shift is the same thing it's just this one massive facade that all these helpful methods are underneath find these files write this file read composer you know do this what's the app namespace like all that stuff lives in there so it makes it easy to mock because we just swap the facade like you do in Laravel, and you just set up all these mocks and then you call your thing and and you make sure you know it all kind of happened in that order and and that's the exact point. It was it's a lot of setup, um, but it's easy, mm-hmm. and and it was familiar, which is another nice thing. So I think initially you said, okay, well let's make a let's make a file facade. Let's yeah. break up shift and make a file facade. So now maybe we let the files actually be real, but but shift we still mock, or maybe or vice versa. You know, maybe we don't mock shift, but when it gets down to actually try to write the file, that's the part that will say, okay, you should have written this file. Yeah. And 
I think that would have worked. It would have been an improvement. It would have definitely been an improvement. I think my hesitation was it was it was like a kicking the can down the road kind of thing. Like it, yeah. it just would have been yet another layer that was still pretty spell checky. Mm-hmm. And and it was all in the in the in the right direction, but it was just kind of like I don't think that would have gotten us where we wanted to go. Like the next release, we would have been like, let's keep taking this thing further. And yeah. like <laughs> in my mind, I wanted it if we were gonna do it, I wanted to kind of nail it I, I had a vision of like mm-hmm. I, we both had the vision but like i wanted to get all the way there this time yeah and i think it, since since we're kind of getting up there i think i think that's maybe the the last bit to to kind of chat about in, in the in the continual buildup of what we actually ended up writing but that was the other aspect like i would have just lived with this mm-hmm this just would have been the way I tested shift. Like, it's not a big deal. I write shifts, you know, before once every six months. Maybe there was a one-off shift every now and then, like the CI generator or whatever. But, like, I did it twice a year. Like, it's okay, you know? Yeah. Like, but we've got, worked, like, workbench tasks know? now and tailwind yes, shifts. It's grown. And, yeah. And that's, and that's when we started to feel all this pain we were talking about because we were writing more things, more tests, you know, all those tasks for the workbench now and all these like one-off shifts that I, I don't think I would have done before without a longer Laravel release cycle. So I, I'm just saying though, I guess from more of a, um, a team or a developer perspective, like mm-hmm. it took kind of someone else being in the code and, and you kind of trying out this file thing and you really being annoyed with those <laughs> like outputs yep. that you were like, Look, we we gotta change this, you know, mm-hmm. like to the point where it's like I'm I'm gonna bail if we don't change this. <laughs> it was like, never oh, that bad. Better. No, I know, but in my mind, I was like, okay, okay. All right. If you ever change it back, I'm gone. <laughs> no, we're not going back. This what we have now is so sweet. But like, just giving you credit, like I don't think I would have I would have just lived with it. So I think having yeah. someone else look at your code, it's kind of that age old thing. Like when someone else gets in your code, you kind of realize how like messy, you know messy it all is like it's like you bring somebody over and you didn't make an effort to like pick up around your house and you're like oh uh, sorry i didn't you know you're like making all these excuses yeah the stuff that kind of seems normal to you and you see it from the outside you're like eh, maybe that is a little bit funny and a testing layer is a really really tough one too because it's kind of like it's kind of like the storage area or the garage or that guest room in your house like it just mm-hmm. you just don't ever really get in there and pay attention to it. it's kind of just this annex in your mind yeah and so it's like whatever but it's still code, right? Like yeah. Your tests are still code. They're important. They deserve a refactor, you know, a, a rework, a whatever, a, a revisit every now and then. Yeah. And I mean, you know how much I like to TDD stuff. And if the TDD workflow is not great for me, then I want to improve that. No, it, I mean, testing in general has to be frictionless. Yeah. And it, if there's, it already has intrinsic friction just from the extra step of like you know convincing someone the need of writing tests for their code so if the actual act of doing it is has any kind of friction like your the fall off would be you know significant yeah. so total agreement there but yeah so a continual build up here we're already at 20 minutes so um yeah do we are we keeping going with what we ended up with or is it like a cliffhanger 
I think no. I th- I think we save it for next time. <laughs> last last cliffhanger. We promise. It's funny though, because like I'm imagining like we get to the payoff and we're just like trying to explain code, and you know how explaining code on a podcast goes. <laughs> it is tough to explain code. I think we're high enough level here. We're not necessarily going to talk exactly line by line. Like we didn't necessarily talk line by line the mocks yeah. necessarily. So I'm dollar gonna, sign this. I think it. I think it's. I think it's all good. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, next time we will definitely <laughs> tell you about what we ended up with in our testing layer, but, uh, but yeah, it just, we'd outgrown it as the long story short. So it's time for a change. Yeah. It's the same with any, any tool, like continually refine them and sharpen them. Like to me, it's that, that sharpening the ax thing, right? Like we could have continued building shifts with the old one, but if we sharpen the ax, we'll be able to build future shifts a lot quicker i haven't heard sharpening the axe which i mean of course i like as as kind of a woodworker you know cut down tree kind of person but like i've I've heard like sharpen knives like sharp knives in in like you know from like the rails community so sharpening the axe is from seven habits of highly effective people i believe i could be completely wrong i think i audio listened to that i never have as good of retention when i listen to an audio book if i read a book like i'll remember it the rest of my life yeah so i'm gonna find the specific quote and we can cut this bit out while i find it we'll find it and we'll put it in the show notes but let's see if we can find it real quick so there is one thing there's a quote that allegedly Abraham Lincoln said, whenever there's like a quote and they put a person's name to it, I'm always suspicious that they got the right person. But in this case, Abraham Lincoln once said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Mm. Preparation. Yeah, that's kind of like a preparation one. Um, The idea being though is that if you've got all this time to cut down a tree, you can spend the full six hours hacking at it with a blunt axe or you can spend some time to sharpen the axe up front, and then maybe you cut down the tree in two hours total. No, totally get it. I just, yeah, I think I think for me, all I was saying was in relation to like frameworks and web web frameworks and stuff. I had definitely heard like Rails was like we give you sharp knives, and like if you if you kind of do weird stuff with them, like that's on you. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really complain that Rails is like poorly written or bad philosophy or whatever you know same goes for Laravel yeah yeah or any framework so that's that's kind of the context I had heard it in but Mm -hmm. but yes preparation for writing tests writing tests in general all very important want to make sure those things you know get attention to is the point yeah cool cool all righty well we will um catch you all next time see you next time show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 44